0: This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Hine, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Bronner. The opening kickoff, kickoff, kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael.
1: Indeed, here we are on this valentine's day edition it's the opening kickoff mark lee and Bronner with you right here from the studios of wnsp
2: bringing on this valentine's day uh chris stewart voice of the crimson tide basketball program and they're off this week they don't play again until saturday coming off an incredible win over lsu down in baton rouge chris good morning how are you today
0: i am doing well other than uh sounding bad and, and a cough so if i'm hacking during this please accept my apologies
2: we will but it's good that you had this week off then to kind of get back to yeah. normal right
0: Need it. yeah you know what this is like is a play-by-play guy when um, it's it's no worse than anybody else when you're under the weather but it does make what we do a little bit of a challenge when you're you got to talk for a living and uh it's not that easy to do it so not only that pushing through not not a big deal
2: no but not only that but your basketball team goes out racks points up all over the place you know 100 points here 100 points there so you've got to have that voice ready to go it's like watching an nba game these days
0: it's uh it is very much a frantic pace and if you're describing what's going on, there's a lot to describe. There's not much standing around holding the ball, that's for sure.
1: So how would you describe Alabama's new unis they're going to be debuting?
0: I like them. Uh, I'll be honest. I really loved the, the unis that CM Newton's teams wore in the mid-70s. Uh, with uh, It was a very simple, it was a solid, uh, I guess you'd call it a block lettering for, for Alabama above the numbers, and then there was kind of a, a hash look, you know, red, white, red, white, red, white, whether it was the home or the road unis. They wore that for a full season, I think, for three years. Mark brought those back for, uh, I, I don't think it was the Elite Eight year. It may have been the year after that. I can't remember. They start to run together after you've done it this long. But uh, that's the – that's the retro I was hoping they would go with, but I like the look. It, it's kind of the retro with the the old school A with the elephant coming through it. I love that logo historically, and uh, I love those on the shorts. The crimson tied on the the jersey is not necessarily retro because that's never been worn to my knowledge, but it's a good look. I like it. Guys get excited about it, and this is the time of year where, look, You know, being in first place is enough to be excited about, but if there's something different and new, and the other element to this is, I've seen it posted on their their NIL uh, uh, site, and I feel bad that I've forgotten the name of it. But uh, you know, it is—it's what it's designed for. Those guys have all got their their own particular jersey. You can order it that way with their name and number on the back. If that's whoever your favorite is, your favorite player, and I think that's a really cool piece of the puzzle as well
2: any chance you might be maybe privately rooting for Auburn to beat South Carolina tonight to give the Gamecocks uh, another loss?
0: I could never confirm nor deny such thing. Um, I think from a mathematical standpoint, sitting in the position Alabama's sitting, you uh, you pull for South Carolina maybe to lose. Uh, But if that is not the case, then, as is normally the case, whether you're an Alabama or Auburn fan, you you're it's never a bad day when the other one loses. So you you know this is one of those where you can't lose. I guess if you're a Bama fan, you're going to be happy tomorrow, one way or the other.
2: Are you a basketball junkie, Chris? Do you, in other words, you got the week off? You're trying to recuperate, but mm-hmm. do you watch a lot of SEC basketball.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that was my go-to last night, and I'm not locked in on every possession, but that's. You know, on the few nights you get at home and and you're able to uh, to flip the remote. I'm I was looking for the SEC games first. Yeah, absolutely. As long as they're in, in engaging and entertaining, and um, you know, you had a little bit of that. But um, yeah, that absolutely. I'm watching the SEC first, and the great thing is, unlike you know, some years from in the past where it wasn't all. Back to being what the SEC is about, which is tough, competitive games. That Vanderbilt finish was really exciting and dramatic, and and I think is a testament to to what the league can be. Uh, you know, Bama Bama sitting there at the top of the standings, and Vanderbilt uh, was down eighteen to to Bama on that same floor in Nashville, uh, eight minutes into the ball game, and it was only a three point game at the half, and I forgot what we up winning by, but it was it was a tight game where you had to fight to the end. I know it was a single-digit outcome. So, it's not shocking that they would win that game, but I think it is a testament that a, a school that's at the bottom, uh, you know, right there with Missouri, would step up and beat an A&M team that have been playing pretty well as of late.
2: And the team that you're facing on Saturday, does watching a game yeah. like that help prepare you for the <laughs> game on Saturday?
0: Yeah, from my standpoint, Anything that allows me to see guys and, and identify uh, names and numbers so that you can do so more easily when you're calling the game itself uh, absolutely helps you. And so uh, while I wasn't watching it fully engaged and locked in like I would if, if I were calling it, you know, just seeing and hearing names and and, uh, and watching them play absolutely helps me. Brian's probably watching it from a different perspective. Um, Brian passing of course, the color analyst, he's watching it. He's seeing it a different way, but I, it, it allows me to be more familiar with player names and, in numbers when I do lock in and, and start actually describing it to the listener on uh, Saturday morning.
2: Hard for me to even think about this, but in getting up and it's 39 degree weather outside and coming to work, but the college baseball season begins this weekend here. Mm-hmm. In, it's all over the nation. Will you be calling any baseball games this weekend? Uh, I believe you're taking on Manhattan. I think for three games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Friday night or Friday afternoon, actually, a four o'clock game, which is great. Uh, we move those up because your crowds, because of the very thing you talked about, Lee. Um, you know the the weather not being great. That'll limit your your crowd a little bit anyway. But if you if you have it at four o'clock or it's a little bit warmer, you get a little sunlight and you get a head start on things, then hopefully you'll have a, a few more people out there. It's more bearable for the ones that are to come, regardless of when you throw the first pitch. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about seeing what Rob Vaughn's side looks like. The The belief and the expectation is this is going to be a very talented, very deep team that's going to be really strong on the Hill. Ben Hess is <clears throat> getting the start on Friday, and I'm excited. I'll be doing uh, SEC plus. Games this year, and and doing those on the uh, the streaming side for the home games. Roger is going to be uh, sliding over a seat on radio, and he'll handle that. First time in, I guess, twenty five years. Yeah, I've done twenty four seasons of baseball on radio. Started off working with uh, with David Crane, and then had some great partners along the uh, over the years since then. But. Uh, or I'll slide over on the radio side and and go into the uh, the lead chair, and uh, he'll be fantastic with that. And I'll I'll still have a hand in in calling the games, but it'll be over on the digital platform now, and gives me a little more time at home. And excited about that.
2: Chris, did you see the story speaking about play-by-play announcers <laughs> and whatever that the Oakland A's have hired a female to be their primary voice for the first time ever in Major League Baseball on their TV broadcasts?
0: Yeah, I saw that scroll uh, come across. Not familiar with the broadcaster or the situation, but, uh, you know, that's not shocking anymore, I don't think. and um, You know, but I did see that, that that took place. You would probably know this because I think, forgive me if I'm getting it wrong, but you're a Yankees fan, right?
2: Not really. You, uh, no, not Phil, really, you know, no. Is it? No, you're,
0: okay. That's I,
2: you better. You talk to your buddy Eli Gold on that. He's the Yankee fan. You're right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But they they have had a uh, female broadcaster on their their radio or yes. TV stuff. I think for Sus- years with John Sterling, whenever he calls a routine fly ball out a home run, I think she's the one that has to <laughs> correct him. Right.
2: Susie Waldman, but she just does, yes. she's just there to babysit him. If you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, right. Exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah you better check with uh, eli on that i mean i grew up around the yankees because my family were yankee fans but i never really was so let me ask you this gotcha. we've talked a little bit about uh, football change in offensive coordinators maybe a little too soon because we don't know m- much about him but any reaction to uh grubs leaving and sheridan taking over as offensive coordinator
0: uh just the fact that you know i was trying to do a podcast every week with Kelly Hunter in in Birmingham. On the uh, well, we do it out of Birmingham. Obviously, it's on the web, so it's available anywhere. But uh, part of Double Down Media uh, do that, and we were talking about it a couple of days ago. And just I understand it's not ideal because you the first choice for Kalen DeBoer was was Coach Grub, and so you want your first pick, obviously, but. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean that Alabama's not going to be able to run the football or throw the football or score points just because he's having to make a change. Uh, You want things to go as smooth as possible in any situation. But you have to adapt, and I have no doubt that, you know, he's got the resources to make that possible. And it's, look, you know, we tend to think of it strictly through a fan's filter. We look at everything. How in the world could you not want to be the coordinator for our team? How could you not want to be at our school? Um, how could you not want to work for the team that we love? And it is a business for virtually everybody else. I'm not saying that people don't have passion for what they do and that that they don't have uh, love and, and often loyalty. But when you've got a career opportunity – that pays you similar or more money to stay home. And, again, I don't know the family dynamic of Coach Grubb, but when if, let's say, he's got children and they're in school and they love that part of the country, it's where they've always lived, it's where they want to be, and you've got a chance for a career opportunity such as working in the NFL Making comparable or more money and not have to uproot your family. And oh, by the way, in the NFL, you probably get to spend more time at home than you do in the college game, especially with everything that's changing now. Through that filter, it makes sense. But it doesn't mean that Alabama's a lesser job. It doesn't mean that it's not a place that great coaches will want to be. And it doesn't mean that Alabama's not going to be able to move the football the way Kalen Moore wants it moved. It's a hiccup, and my message was simply don't panic until there's reason to panic, and when we haven't even taken the field yet for spring practice, in my opinion, there's not the time to panic.
2: Chris Stewart joining us on the lighter side. What's on the agenda for Valentine's Day today for Mrs. Stewart?
0: Oh, Lord, trying to get over the cough. Just trying to get well is, is the agenda today i would i would love to say that there's all sorts of you know wonderful romantic plans but it's it's the time of year you're just trying to get well and move on to the next game
1: it's very romantic chris it's very romantic let's see if it works out for you (laughs) thank you thank
0: you guys (laughs) yeah appreciate
2: you when you come home friday after the manhattan game if the door is locked and the locks have been changed
0: it won't be the first time Oh, well, you see,
1: we got to get into that next time. I'm writing that down right now. There we go. Hey, appreciate the time, man. Hope you feel better. There's your film study on that. Yeah. All right, man. That's Chris Stewart, the voice of the Crimson Tide. We always appreciate Chris coming aboard. Great stuff. Uh, All right. Scoreboard traffic and weather are next. The opening kickoff continues. We'll talk some Auburn coming up at 830 with Matt Cohen right here on the Sports Station WNSP.
0: Hey, this is former Mobile TV sportscaster Eric Clemens, and when I'm in town, I listen to 105.5 FM Sports Radio, WNSP.